This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh boy. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we are broadcasting live from Chobo Studios. And where are we, Ed? Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. That's right, in <laughs> California. And right up at the top of the show, uh, we got some people to thank. Oh, my God. This is all thanks to what happened last week. We're talking about thanking today. Yeah, thankful in advance. Last week, our guest uh, had to drop out uh, in very fun and interesting ways. and uh, But it turned into a great inspiration for us to try a new way, a new uh, form. For a new the show. format. New format. Thank you. Um, so we're going to start by thanking our Patreon folks, as we always do. Thank you so much for supporting the show, contributing at patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. That's P A T R E O N dot com funniest slash funniest thing. And um, we want to thank Rod Schweitzer for hopping on board. Yeah, just today. I think it's, you know what, it's that big windfall since they re-released The Invisible Maniac. Maybe that's why he had a little extra coin coming in and he's feeling good. So thank you, Rod Schweitzer, yes, an amazing we, actor. Yeah, we should, I was going to say, let him know what, what you mean by that. Yeah. He was in a movie, starred in a movie called The Invisible Maniac back in the day, and they just re-released it, I believe. Uh, it's probably an anniversary of some sort. Yes. Some people say that the milk jug was actually uh, designed based on his jawline. It could be. The modern day milk jug because he's got one heck of a Hollywood jaw. So thank you, Rod Schweitzer, for jumping on board the Patreon. Um, we want to thank all of our listeners. If you want to send us anything, send it to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Or you can go to uh, com. You can send us uh, at the contact form if you want to send us a message. Go to Facebook fan page, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Yep. Don't forget to hop on the YouTube page. Like, uh, subscribe to the page, like the videos there, comment on them. We'll read those comments as well. Yeah, if um, you're if you're watching now, you could just sub- hit the subscribe button as you're watching. Yeah, make a comment. Makes us joyful. We can share it on the air. Everyone benefits. We also want to thank our good friend, Kathy Jean Norman, the Unity of Santa Barbara minister who's been on our show, who's one of our dear friends. She's now part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, our friends of uh, the... This misfit toy, what do you call it? misfit toys? This band of misfit toys that have come together to uh, practice uh, the the principles uh, put forth by all the great spiritual teachers, and who are unafraid. They're not. The problem is you can't, or the the challenge because you can't water these down. That's what Eric Butterworth talked about. This is not a watered down version of spirit of of Christianity or anything else. It's just a practical version. It's not watered down. 
Because there's other traditions that try to just water it down. And now even within the metaphysical movement, there's people who are watering it down to try to make it fit like the trends of the day. But that's not what this is. If they're principles, it's always true. Doesn't, and that's why it, the, when we practice these principles, it actually generates a true sense of security because you, find, you realize, I realize that I have something I can actually always rely upon. So we want to thank Kathy Norman for She contributed through Venmo as well to the show this month. Yes. So um, – you could also uh, send us mail, right? Yeah, we mentioned that. We the mentioned PO box. that. And um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. Here? You know what? Kathy Jean Norman, by the way, also enjoyed last week's episode. We always get what we expect. Uh, and it's, uh, she said, another great booty call show. Thank you. You'll have to watch the show to know what Kathy's what we referencing. Mean by booty call. And then someone by the name of Indy. Oh, I think it's Indy Fawcett. The engineer at, at uh, Chilbo Studio said, uh, thanks for having me on, fellas. Well, thank you, Indy, for coming on. That was <laughs> thank you guys for choosing Chilbo Studios. We love you. Oh, uh, yeah. And we had... Um, we got a great text from one of our... Request. Lo- from a prayer request. A prayer request from one of our longtime fans of the show and friend of ours from Newport Beach. Laguna Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Yeah. Yes. The Riviera of America. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Indy, do you think we can get some AC on in this place? By the oh, way? yes. My bad. No worries. All right. So go ahead. So she asked for a prayer request because there's some changes. Um, yes. Career changes happening with her husband. She's an amazing swim instructor and swimsuit designer. Yes. And, and we responded. The sport Kini was what it once was called. So. Yeah. And we're, I think it still is. And mm-hmm. and we're going to share that affirmation in case it could benefit some of you. It's yeah. pulling up now. Yes, yes, yes. And she also noted that uh, she's still loves listening to the show which is always nice to hear so thank you and anyone out there who wants to request prayer please do um we love it because it gives us an opportunity to affirm what's true for ourselves yes so we have many people that will reach out to us for prayer and we both love it because again it just gives us an opportunity to affirm the truth and daryl responded for both of us the affirmative prayers of god's obvious guidance being clear to you both oh i think you you might have said i'm affirming prayers that god's yes. obvious guidance is being clear to you both coming in the form of a clear and enthusiastic voice within god makes his perfect plan and prosperous plan obvious now all the abundance that is yours comes to you now i am ready to receive and i am open to receive abundantly now ah. man that feels amazing um you can, I, I mentioned our website. Go to darylned.com there's a reading list there too if you hear something we read most likely it's on the reading list um we want to thank – we thanked Indy. Thank you so much for having us in the studio here. If you want to come out to Chobo Studios, chobostudios.com. He also um, edits your – will edit your podcasts and things for you and get reels and things made for you at, at podshuttle.io. So that's a great opportunity. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you, Chief Engineer. Also, our man in Kansas City, Kansas. I think he's on the Kansas side. He um, – Kansas City is like split, right, in between Missouri and Kansas. Yes, I, I don't. We we just know he's in Kansas. I don't even know if he's in Kansas City. I thought he once texted us Kansas City, but maybe we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find yeah. out. But I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want all the women to know where he lives because you know he's he's the Kevin Costner of the new millennium. That's true. Like Bob Dylan back in the day, they'll be camped outside. All the hippies were camped outside his house. Man, yes. it, it got to be too much. So we don't want to scare him off. But his name's Jeff Comfort. He's and been with us from the beginning. And each week. He takes us right into the comfort zone. Another great option if you need to, you want to reach out to someone to pray affirmatively with you is silent unity. 
It's been around for over 100 years, 130 years or something like that, I think. It, it is. It was actually the first phone line in Missouri. They've been constantly praying for all this time. So when you call, reach out to them. You, if you've never done it, I recommend this week. Try it once. doesn't matter how big or small. Yeah, your request is. It could be a, the littlest thing. We pray for divine order, for yes. an awareness of divine order, for peace of mind if, you're, if something's going on. These for people, protection, yeah. for healing, for yourself, for, for someone else. To make um, an answer obvious to you. It's a great way to feel empowered when someone else you know is going through something. And you like when you so you reach out and they pray and they're so they, I think they get even more glee when you say you're praying for someone else. But of course, the prayers come through you and them and you end up feeling better. So it's silent unity. Eight hundred. Now pray. Eight hundred six, six, nine, seven, seven, two, nine. And they do have an app, the letter U, the word pray at the app store. You could type in your prayers. We use it all the time. So go ahead and try it this week. And if you do try it and you've never tried it, when you're blown away, please send us a note. Let us know how it goes. We'd love to hear it and share it with others because it will encourage others. Because a lot of times the biggest misnomer in this world is that we are helpless. We are not helpless. There is a lot of help. It's always available. But we have to become receptive to it. And one of the best ways to do it is kind of goes right along with the title of our show. So what is the title of our show today, Daryl? Yes, today's title... You may think it's some, we're saying something else because it was it, this phrase has been used a lot, but listen closely. Well, it was the title for a very well-known book. Yeah, but there's just a one-letter change that makes all the difference, folks. Yes, that's so true. And it's thank and grow rich. If you want to be a success, you yeah. got to thank and grow rich. It really simplifies everything. It simplifies because the original the book by Napoleon Hill is called Think and Grow Rich. And, you know, that's great. Well, he really is, though, talking about getting into a thankful way of thinking. Right. Well, but, you know, the whole book could have actually been simplified to one page that just said, give thanks for everything. <laughs> I know. And, or maybe then Go one other crazy. Page. Go crazy. Give thanks in advance. Yes. Give pr- Yes, even that be thankful for. You know, it could just be like one line about each page could be one line to just... Stay thankful. And we are so thankful because Unity Minister David McClure is with us today. And he happened to give a talk on this very thing yeah, last he's week. Yeah, he's the inspiration for this title. And I, was, I kept telling Daryl, you should just listen to a David McClure talk because he was looking for something to do. And I kept saying YouTube. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on my YouTube, David McClure's talk comes up. And it goes perfectly with what, what, what we've, we've been, been talking about. about. But wait, even right before – it's going to read the description. But right before – that David McClure YouTube popped up, yeah, and you sent it to me. Yeah, we were taking a like an uncommitted, just little stroll, an unintentional walk through Culver That's City. That's correct, correct. And one of those little lending library, um, free lending library boxes like that are everywhere of now. Sorts. Yeah, was in there, and all of a sudden I open up, and there's not nothing particularly caught our eye, and all of a sudden it goes. Think and grow rich. Yes. And I said, Ed, there's some good stuff in this. I, I already have a copy here. You should take it. Right. And then the David McClure episode. And originally it was going to be called um, Get on a Complaint-Free Diet. Yeah, that was the original title for the show. It was Get on a Complaint uh, Get on a Complaint-Free Diet with David McClure. Yeah. But then because of David McClure's talk, Think and Grow Rich – we realize that that's the other component that's necessary in a complaint-free diet in yeah. order 
for you to experience success in your prayer life. That's correct. And in your real life. I mean, but, using yeah. your, your prayer life. When we say prayer life, I don't want you to think like the old school hiding in a closet, putting on a sad face and counting This is not bees. beseeching prayer. No, no. We mean the prayer life meaning going back to the original meaning of the word from Sanskrit, payal, which means... To judge oneself as wonderfully made. Right. And to, butter, go ahead. To, to treat our thinking as prayer. Prayer is treating my thinking in a way that raises my consciousness by thinking God's thoughts after him, which are always on the affirmative. Yeah. And you could even uh, go, because th- I was just going to say this, Eric Butterworth w- would say that like when we really get into the prayer part, while it, start, it might start as... God's kind of out there, or we're yes. welcoming God in. But eventually, we realize we are, as we meditate yes. and do a morning routine, we realize we are God. We yeah. are one with God. So then we begin praying from God. Michael Beckwith was very excited about this when he came on the show a while back. If you've never heard that episode, it's called uh, um, oh. What is the New Black? Happy is the new black. Happy, happy. Is the new, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he came on. He loved that. He lit up when we talked about that. But today's show is called "Thank and Grow Rich" with David McClure. In the words of Esther Hicks, every time you praise something, every time you appreciate something, every time you feel good about something, you're telling the universe more of this. Please, that's prayer. Yeah. Right there, that's prayer. When we make it our intention to thank more and complain less, we always experience more blessings. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to join them on a complaint-free diet and start thanking in advance and during the second segment. Everybody's favorite praisey man, David McClure, has us thanking all the way to the bank with today's Daily Word, Joy. What year did that Daily Word come from? 1927. We want to thank uh, Unity Minister Michael Schoonover for providing us with our weekly uh, propaganda, spiritual propaganda envelopes. Yeah, I love it. He is amazing. Um... You know, Daryl had been talking a lot about on on this show and thanking in advance, uh, giving thanks in advance and how powerful that was. And last Sunday, before we spoke at Unity of the West Side, I had a chance to really meditate and take my time. And eventually my meditation just turned into saying something that I learned from an Alan Cohen reading. And Daryl said he read it somewhere else as well, which is whatever happens, just say, thank you. I have no complaints. Thank you. I have no complaints. And I started saying that to all the voices that were coming up inside me, the ones that are telling me how bad things are or how scared. I just go, thank you for being you. Thank you. And I started even using it on myself and my whole life started to unfold. Uh, That's another thing about thanks. We we were at uh, Unity of Santa Barbara a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago, And Kathy Norman was speaking. And there was a woman that was sitting in the back of the church. And everyone there is just joyous, bubbling over, generous. Because that's the other thing. When you're... I like this. Oh, this is I just our, thought this about is this. Here too. Yes. Yeah, I just what thought about this. First of all, thanks just now I realize is giving thanks. Yes. So one of the thing that I notice when I feel real bad, I'm not giving anything. I'm like holding it all in. Oh, I feel terrible. So giving thanks gets us in the flow of circulation. So if you feel like you have nothing to give, start by giving thanks that you are even here on this planet so that you open up yourself to become a channel. So we're sitting in this church, and it was so funny because oh my god, it was so positive. And Keep I going. yeah, I look back 
and there's a woman, and she's colorfully dressed, but her face is like stone, you know, like no no joy coming out. And she's like the only one in there. And I almost did what the I used to do. The only one in there looking that Yeah, way. the only one. Yeah, right. I think she thought she was the only one. <laughs> yeah, like alone in there. So, But also, yes, she was, uh, that's what I meant. She was the only one who had that kind. And my old self, I better say hello. You know, oh. like maybe she's mad because I, I don't know. And so I did not. I got distracted by the joyful talk I think Kathy was giving. And all of a sudden, that woman stood up and started giving a sermon of her own about fear and the devil and this and that. And Kathy just got going, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you. And she's going, yeah, yeah, you're sending all these people to hell. You know? And then Kathy just kept going, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. We appreciate your presence. It was like Jedi, you know, Harry Potter wizardry, metaphysician yeah. power. And the woman kept talking, but Kathy just kept saying, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, what's his name? Like uh, Hunter or something. Yeah. Her assistant, this amazing guy who, who reads the, read, uh, the announcements and stuff. She's like, yeah, Hunter will talk to you. Great. Hunter, go, go talk to our friend. And Hunter came and he talked, walked her out the back. Yeah, but it was and that very was peaceful. It. It was yeah, very, the whole thing was so Hunter, peaceful. Hunter didn't get up and go racing over there. Right. Like, I want to be clear that the situation, the response was not one of panic. Yeah, she said it was she uncomfortable. Gave it was uncomfortable for the audience and jarring at first. Right. But the response from Kathy and the response from her assistant, they responded passively, very peacefully. He just went back. She just she went, poured on the, the thanks. And the lady went quiet. She wasn't screaming all the way out of the churches. Went quiet and it was bizarre because there was no aftermath. It just That's right. Because she dissipated. didn't engage. Yeah, it just disappeared. Yeah, she didn't resist. She said, like, like she basically did what uh, you always talk about uh, Mike Dugan saying. She said, I wonder what good is going to come from this and just kept thanking that person. And, and in a way, that, wo- that woman embodied what it is many of us are moving away from with regards to our relationship with who God is, who Jesus is, what is what does Jesus mean, what does the Christ mean? We, you know, I mean, she kind of almost like sucked all of that negativity out of the room because yeah. it's and yeah, so it was amazing. I just kept I for this show, I just kept thinking how because we also guy can give thanks for when things pop up that don't quite feel like the thing we wanted to pop up, but we just go, thank you. I wonder what good is going to come from yes, this. I wonder what, yes. and I'm, I'm thinking of a specific ins- uh, thing going on in my life right now. And just saying it out loud is really helpful because now I know what I want to do more of. It's even encountering fearful things. Yeah. Or what things it, that yeah. seem threatening. Cause uh, we were, wa- I was going for my walk and, Things are changing in Los Angeles, not necessarily for the best. And uh, during this one portion of the walk where I walk over a bridge and it starts for no particular reason, this particular area has become a little bit more darker. uh, The type of people that linger in that area, like as far as feeling like threatened by your house. Yeah. okay, Because, you know, Yeah, I'm trying to vision where you are going. Yeah. You know, so, uh, there's this there's this problem of be we got to be nice and we know nice is not a positive thing. Nice means you remember. Yeah, nice actually means uh, it, ignorant. Yeah, playing dumb. Yeah. These are their origin of the actual word nice. Yeah, before and playing it dumb something. and yeah, playing dumb and ignorant are the same thing. Ignoring I'm, I'm deciding the truth. to ignore the truth within me that's saying you know you could steer clear of this or you can go another direction. You know that gut or God voice within. 
So uh, I'm making my walk across, and there's this guy acting out a little bit. And I go, okay, well, he's on the other side of the bridge. I'm just going to keep going, you know. Right, right. And But then he comes marching over, and he, he puts on a show like, oh, like he's okay, injured. Yeah, yeah. And part of me is like, going, oh, boy. Um, but I just ignored it, blessed him. And then I started thinking, oh, man, that's just like when I was a kid. I mean, he's a grown man. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure. But, you know, you feign illness to right, kind of get something. Right, Because I knew what he was up to. He was up to the old, and I'd go, well, what's the matter? You know, yeah, and then yeah, trying to pull you in. Pull me into the con. So then I'm walking, and then I started feeling, uh, now judging the situation and getting sure. upset. At what's you know this and other things? Oh, I could tell just by the way you said that about L.A. things. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is one of your things. That yeah, yeah. Well, because in my neighborhood, it's not as safe as it used to be, so sure. it's it's I hard not to get upset. Yeah, and um, especially going to those meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, um, but I'm all about blessing the situation. But I, you know, I just want to be clear: these things come up. Yeah. So I'm walking away, and now I start thinking upsetting thoughts you know like resentful like it doesn't have to be like this right you know the police just said you know five years ago we would have been allowed to say something you know to someone like this who's you know deranged or decided that you know this public place is going to be where he's going to be camping out and and doing crazy things right right um so uh i said uh okay this doesn't feel good. Right. And I could tell I was starting to think, you know, getting uh, resentful right. in my own mind and thinking about, you know, what would happen if I corrected the situation. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, if this guy does it again, I should just clock him. You know, like, yeah, all right. Going, Human thoughts like that. And I'm going, oh, this doesn't work. I got yeah. to thank in advance. Right. So I, st- I, I had to start thanking in advance because I didn't want the rest of my walk to be yes. um, me obsessed thinking about this guy that I, am I going to encounter him on right. the way back? Right, right. So I just started going, no, I'm going to thank God in advance, dissolve this whole situation yes. with love. I go on my walk. I have a great time. Few little burps of some negativity within my mind. Right. It's funny that I said burps. Yeah, so right, I when come you back. <laughs> I'm high. No, I didn't burp. Watch, it gets better. I, I'm walking back. I'm starting getting high as a kite. I'm talking to you on the phone. I'm thinking about the show and all the little coincidences. And I start walking to the bridge, and the guy's still there. But this is the thing when we rise in consciousness, what seemed like a threat before is now transmuted into a, a nothing. Even if it seems like it's still there. So the guy is there. He's walking towards me. But I am in such joyful state. Right. He just comes walking towards me. Of course, now he's not in any pain. He's, right. he's been miraculously healed, right. folks. <laughs> right. But then it gets better. He walks. And as he's passing me, he goes like this. There's like a giant burp. Oh, wow. And I'm going, oh, my God. Maybe this that's all he needed to get out. You well, healed him. Well, that's what I thought too. I go, maybe he just had bad gas and that was the pain. And all your things healed it. But I was also thinking, now if this was a child, like that was another thing that helped me on the walk when I was blessing. I was thinking, right. because he was acting like a child, I go, you know, if we really just look at humans as children, since that, it changes everything. It really does, yeah. It takes all the threat out of the situation. Right. Along with praising. And giving thanks in advance to, to what do I really want? 
Because complaining is branding. And if I'm complaining, I am going to brand that situation into permanent existence. Right. But the good news is yes. praising is also branding. Yes. So it gives me some motivation to, to be on the, the – to err on the side of praise, to quickly switch. And if we hadn't been talking about this topic and preparing yeah. for this all week, the show, in our right, minds, right. I don't think I would have – been able to switch off. I mean, yes. we're talking within 25 yards of being away That's from this amazing. guy. I was already thinking about the yes. right thing. And then just this morning I saw, you know, a guy walk past my house, you know, looking whatever. And he's an older man, like a man, man, like sure. not, not an old man, but a man, like probably a little younger than me. And I'm looking at him and then, I, but my mind now is hooked on what if this is just like a kid? What if this was a 10-year-old walking by doing what he was doing? Yeah. And I, and I felt better about the yeah. situation. Because in reality, we really are all children. I just want to read this one thing because this, this came to me the other day after the walk. Right. Think about this, folks, because maybe you're still doing it. I do it occasionally. Ed does it occasionally. Yep. But there yep. was a time in my life where I, this is all I knew. And this was it. When I believed I was a victim, it was cool to encourage others to see they were victims, too. Yeah. You know, we all started talking about right. how awful this right. situation But now I was blind. I didn't know any better then. Right. You know? But now I get a loving good. And this I wrote these to myself in my journal after meditating. Right. In the morning, that day, the day, few days after this thing. I was blind. Now I get a loving, good, enthusiastic feeling helping others become aware of their power. You know, the power of praise. Yes. I was an ignorant wizard. Yes. I've reclaimed my ability to heal now. Yeah. When we say we're ignorant wizards, we're all ignorant wizards when we're not utilizing right. yeah. our divinity. That's right. That's right. We're ignoring ignorant, our we're divinity. We're ignoring that I'm a wizard, so I'm going to be a victim. That's and right. I'm going to complain about this guy on my block or whatever it is. Right. But that's just branding it into place. Yes. I want to bless the hell right out of it. Genius, man. Genius. Um, it's funny because I had – I told you about this. I got an email. Um, well, I needed – I do Zoom meetings for my uh, students. Uh, we have annual meetings. They're like – a big part of the special education process. And so our Zoom, my Zoom account was only at 40 minutes uh, limit. So uh, I asked a friend and who does the same But this time. is a school account. Yeah, this yeah, is not through personal. school. No, yeah, no yeah. not personal, through the school district. So I asked another teacher and she said, oh, so-and-so dealt with that. So ask her. So I asked her and she said, oh, just email Rigo. And I said, okay, no problem. So I emailed Rigo, you know, just assuming that I'll have the, the longer account. He'll fix it for me. But Rigo doesn't respond. Instead, someone else responds. This other guy, who I think he's the head tech guy, and he's like, oh, I just spoke. Or, you know, he said, are you in special ed? And I'm thinking, first of all, I was like, at the end of a long day, I'm like, dude, I've been in this district for 16 years. Um, so I was like, right, just like you were saying, I was ready. I was like, what? I am special ed. You know, I was like on my high horse, right? And then, so then I said, I told my, my friend, I, oh, no. So he says, oh, so-and-so, the head of special ed, and I just re talked today. We're going to switch over. Uh, you just go ahead and use Google Meets instead. It's free. And I'm like, what the heck? 
just switch to Google Meet. It's taken us two years to figure out how to use Zoom, get the parents on board. They're like he threw it was like a throwaway comment. Ah, we just talked. We're going to change it. But and wait, I, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, you're, so for sensitive meetings, yeah, with parents about their kids, you have this secure private, which is what Zoom account that's paid for, yeah, within they, house. They already but now he's, now he's yeah. saying to go use some generic. And they've been bragging about thing. how much money they have this year, and, <laughs> and they put an inordinate amount of pressure on those meetings. Anyway, so I took a breath. And I, I did something I wouldn't have done in the past. But first I asked – I told my friend, who, my colleague, and she's like, they already proved that you're, you can't even legal, uh, legally use Google Meet for these meetings because they're not – it's not confidential. Like That's it doesn't, what I thought. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So basically – so I responded and I said what I – I'd let him know. Like, okay, first of all, all my colleagues are using this. Have you guys informed everyone we're making this switch? And it's not even – there's something called HIPAA. Some you know how they love acronyms. I said it's not. It's it, during COVID they showed it was not HIPAA compliant. So please confirm you're making the switch. And so, but that so that was good. I spoke my piece and I let it go. But then I like started to think about all the other things they're doing wrong. And I started getting on a very very high horse. And it felt good. It was pretty cathartic. Oh, you were doing this like what yeah. we like to do when we believe we're a victim. All of a sudden we want to get our friends to 100%. think they're victims because it's cool to and remind them they're right. victims too. I'm and helping I, them. And I kind of <laughs> let my I let myself go down that road for that night. And then I woke up in the morning. It was like this is terrible. Like. All that stuff may be true, but it's not helping me to keep harping no. on it. So I just started blessing everyone involved, thanking that my – you know, one of the things I thought too, just like you said, imagine they're kids. I thought, imagine they're all joking. Everything yes. they're saying is just – they're just joking. Yes, yes. And just take everything everyone's saying is joking. And I just poured love and thanks toward them. And you, you said something and my wife predicted this. As soon as I got to my work and when I had a chance to check my email – I, I got an email from the original guy, Rigo, and it just said, here's your new validated license for Zoom. So it, what was cool was I used my voice. I shared the facts. But then all I needed to do was let it go, and my yes. voice worked. It felt so good for that to be reaffirmed. Well, and you didn't stay in the complaining. No, I, I, because it was killing me. Yes. It felt we, so bad. Like, we're not saying that you are not going to complain. But we're saying we got to do our best to remain on a complaint-free diet as best we can because now with that intention, yeah. you know, like Ed and myself, we're able to quickly catch ourselves and then reclaim our power. Plus, and the power is in yes. the blessing the situation. Yes. But also, like Ed said, saying our part. And then letting it go. Right. Because there is a time to be firm and make a decision and make clear statements and then just let it go. Because yeah. what I also realize is whether or not I want to – in the moment, whether – what I just basically what I realized was that they are, they are still a part of God's plan in my life and I'm still collaborating with those people. So I, it's in my selfish interest to bless them because I still want them to make good decisions on my part. I still – you want God to work through them. I don't yes. want to be blocking my oh. good coming through one, them. Yeah, one, last, one last thing. And when you get in these situations, another thing that helps me, like in the situation where yeah. if it's a threatening person and you're thinking about retaliating right. or if it's something at work like Ed just shared and you're thinking about, get, you know, I need to, to really blast somebody about yeah. this. I have to ask myself, and this has got lodged in my head, and I think this helps me turn around. It might help you turn around. Right. As a, do you really want this, Daryl? Meaning when my mind starts getting on that train of thought, like this guy seems violent. Right, I right. should go there and clock him. You know? Yeah. And I start going, hey, Daryl, 
Do you really want this? And what, when you start asking, is this what you really want? Do you really want this? You start to see the consequences of that train of thought yes. if you act out in it. And I start going, I don't really want that. Yeah. Like, that could change my whole life for All the right. worst. I don't want that. So then what's the alternative? I got to start praising. I got to ask God yeah. to send love and dissolve this and bring me what I do want. Yeah. Which is this to be peaceful and prosperous and for that man to be full of love and joy. Yeah. to be full of love and joy. Yeah, because if we, it's, the quicker we can get on the frequency of the solution, that's the then we feel better and life feels better and yes. things get better. But it's it's okay to acknowledge the problem for a moment, but then jump on the frequency of the solution. So I picked up this book the last weekend at the same time I was meditating before Unity of the West Side Talk. It's it's a guide for spiritual living. There's science of mind, basically like the Daily Word from Science of Mind. We had picked up these old copies and I had one. And some reason I opened up to this and I didn't even realize the title, which is perfect for the show, Gratitude: The Cure for Amnesia, and it's from Reverend Andriette. Earl. She's the founding spiritual leader of Heart and Soul Center of Light in Oakland, California. Ernest Holmes said, giving I receive and receiving I give out again, thus increasing the bounty that meets me at every turn by Ernest Holmes. This was so perfect, the wording in this. It says, too often we feel stuck in the effect of our challenges, trapped in an eddy of lack. And it's so funny because it's E-D-D-Y, E-D-D-Y, eddy which is how on my on my Instagram, Crazy Eddie Loves You. That's the way I spell Eddie. So trapped in an Eddie of lack, which is exactly how I feel when my mind yes. is trapped in lack, an Eddie of lack. In this state, we seem to be completely unaware of and available to the bountiful good surrounding us everywhere. Unavailable to the bountiful good. Essentially, we are t- acting as if we are not divinely positioned in the midst of God's bounty always. Maybe we're not acting and are instead in a recurring state of amnesia in which our repetitive, limited thinking chokes out the truth of our being, yeah. pulls us further into the muck and mire, blinds us Perfect. to the divine reality, and stifles our resistance. That's what we do when we start thinking that way. Yes, awareness is the first step out of the Yes. Eddy. Our opportunity is to somehow create a virtual prodigal son-like scenario yes. in which we come to ourselves and this awaken. That's exactly the two stories we share. Yeah, Isn't once we fully awaken to the ever-present truth, we also realize awakening to this present moment was always an option. Yes. Once awake, we transmute our challenge into the opportunity it offers. Begin to see the present with all its difficulties as a gift. Practice maintaining this clarity of awareness and choose to remain ever grateful, regardless of appearances, even during the perceptions of good and bad. God's bounty is infinite and constantly overflowing to meet our needs. Set an intention to recall as many blessings as you can and sit in a profound appreciation and gratitude daily. As you do this, release any belief in lack or limitation. Begin in gratitude. Dr. Ernest Holmes taught, gratitude is not only a virtue, but it is also part of a practical philosophy of daily life. There's no wiser way of living to remember than to remember every morning what life has given us and to lift up our thought in thankfulness for every bounty we possess. Gratitude buoys our spirit and expands our living. Be, f- be thankful for the eddy, the amnesia, and the awakening. Express gratitude for everything in your life and watch how you transform. Shall we breathe yeah. this out into the breath? Oh, yeah. We're going to do three breaths, and then we're going to take a break and come back with our guest. Let's take a deep breath to clear our mind. <sighs> I continue to dance. 
because I give thanks in advance. Ah, I, I continue to dance because I give thanks in advance. Ah, I, I continue, continue to dance, dance because I, I give thanks, thanks in advance. everyone coming up next everybody's favorite crazy man unity minister david mcclure has us thanking all the way to the bank with today's daily word joy thank you for listening to funniest thing with daryl and ed We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Hey, welcome back to Funniest Thing. We made it to the second segment. Today's show is called Thank and Grow Rich with everybody's favorite crazy man, David McClure, coming up in a minute. I know we got a good reading to kick off the segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is yes. This is from a book around the year with Emmett Fox. I've been reading from this uh, every morning for many years. Uh, you could find any of the books we read from on our reading list on our website, DarylandEd.com. And this is from September 22nd. If you have the book, the title is Facing Two Ways. Ah, are you double-minded? Jesus says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and that such a person need not expect anything from the great law. Yes. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And the, the word Lord metaphysically can be interpreted spiritually and esoterically as the law. And that's from James um, 1, verse 5 through 7. This is very obvious common sense. If you affirm one thing now and the opposite in half an hour, if you meditate helpfully and then go downstairs to talk trouble... It is entirely natural that you should fail to influence people with the peace that comes with prayer. If you stepped into a taxi at Grand Central and told the driver to take you to Central Park and then after a block told him to drive you to the battery and then after a couple of blocks asked him to go to Central Park again, you could hardly expect the driver to land you at any destination. And yet this is what a good many of us do in practice. We affirm both harmony and disharmony until the subconscious mind is completely muddled and, of course, our lives are in confusion. Where our words and deeds reinforce one another, the effect is powerful and the result is certain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Where they are not in accord, they are canceled out, leaving us where we started, or more likely, worse off. So this, in a nutshell, is go on a complaint-free diet and give thanks in advance. All right. It made me realize, too, like even if you use the reverse of this in like a negative, destructive fashion, it's still very compelling for people. That's why people love watching, I think, rock stars and things who are super negative or rappers, and but they're living it. They're living their words. They're saying it, and they're living it. And even though it's destructive, people want to feel alive. Like uh, Abraham Hicks says, you, 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 it feels good to go fast, even if you're going in a the wrong direction. Right, because you can't sit still. And it feels terrible to be double-minded. So when someone's just like all in on something, even if it's for the worst, it's very compelling. But when you put it together for the good – Oh. Watch out. That's when things, exciting things happen. And a man who's dedicated his life to living this way, he's the one person who introduced, one of the people who introduced Daryl to this Unity Teachings, who then Daryl, I just realized how spoiled I am that I met Daryl who introduced me to Unity because David McClure was one of the first ministers he and so uh, that you um, in, show, it was introduced to me. And so I thought everyone was this good, like the good stuff. I didn't know Daryl was going, here's the good stuff. Well, I was lucky, man. I am so fortunate. Mm-hmm. I am forever grateful that I ended up where I ended up right at that moment in 1986 where I just happened to be stationed in Honolulu. Yeah. And it wasn't even Mike, Mike Dugan, my one mentor, got me hooked on the Daily Word and mentioned unity. Yeah. And then it was a uh, naval petty officer, Lavelle Harris, at a military rehabilitation center that I was sent to, right. who suggested going to the same unity right there at Diamond Head and said, you know, uh, that's near where you're stationed. And there's they give a, a Course in Miracles class. This is when the military was very open to all this stuff, I think. Uh, it was pretty amazing that people were open to all this new thought meditation mm-hmm. and the power mm-hmm. of love. So he said, why don't you go? And at that time, I was willing to do whatever. Whatever these people were suggesting, I was doing it. I showed up Wednesday. David McClure was giving the talk, and he started. And I remember this was the first time I meditated. And wow. he gave the guided meditation, and the music was a, a deep breakfast. That was the cassette. And I'll never forget it because that first time he does the guided meditation, I was so high and yeah. so at peace. And I was like, holy cow. Like, yeah. I want to continue with this. So, so now whenever Daryl wants to get his friends high, he yes. reaches under the bed and pulls out the wooden box. <laughs> and goes, that's pretty good, but you got to try McClure. <laughs> so today we are bringing out the good stuff. His name is Unity Minister David McClure, and he is with us. How are you today, sir? I'm terrific. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. It's a pleasure, especially Zooming this time. This is fantastic. Oh, my God. It's amazing how you were in our minds and our hearts, and then we listened to a couple of your talks this week. One of them helped clear my mind before I went to bed, the what's it called, Akumanatada, the one you did about the Lion King song. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, No Worries, and then the other one was about giving thanks, and uh, so... We're happy you're here, and we know you've been sitting in the green room. Um, are there any thoughts you want to share with us on the subject uh, to kick us off? Well, I first wanted to thank uh, Daryl for uh, for uh, rec- recalling the story of how he got into Unity. Uh, and and Daryl, you were reading Emmett Fox, and I'm in Unity for 60-plus years, 
no longer than that. I've been in Unity since I was six years old um, because of Emmett Fox, because my aunt who lived in New York City used to go to Carnegie Hall where Eric, where <laughs> Eric Butterworth, but before him, it was Emmett Fox. And she started taking notes of his talks in shorthand back then. And uh, because of those notes, um, um, my aunt sent uh, a copy of them to my mother in Toronto, Canada, where I was growing up. And she marched us off to the local Unity Church. And I started Sunday school when I was six back in 1963. No, wait a minute. 1930s. <laughs> uh, what? And, oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, that's before I was born. 1942. That's 1942. Better. Anyway, six years old, I started going to Unity Sunday School, and I'm here today uh, because of that. So Emmett Fox is uh, kind of the one who got me in this thing. But um, the topic being giving thanks first before anything else this is um this opens up a portal to the universe when you no matter where you are what's going on if you if you if you thank first and ask questions later the universe has enough bandwidth now to come into your life and prosper you bless you and pour out all the stuff that it's been wanting to pour out in your life, but was just waiting for you to to uh, clear up the static, which is the complaint stuff that you guys have been talking about, and uh, go on that complaint-free diet. So as soon as I, I start doing that, giving thanks, then uh, the whole universe opens up before me. That's amazing. Um- so then that like struck a chord with me, I think probably because I work with young people for a living. I was thinking when you started Unity, going to Sunday school and learning these things, For one, do you remember how that felt? And two, I was wondering, did you notice the difference between what you were learning and what maybe other people were learning and how that affected your life? Well, my parents were Anglican, and so they were raised in uh, you know the Church of Canada and uh, it was pretty strict and pretty negative and pretty much you know we're bathed in sin and all of that kind of, that was the way people were thinking mm. um, from what I heard from my parents but the moment I walked into my first Sunday uh, at the Unity Church of Truth in Toronto which was being held in a ballet studio on the third floor mm. of an office building in beautiful downtown Toronto, um, the first thing that I heard was uh, the prayer of faith, which I'm sure you guys know. Uh, God is my help in every need. God does my every hunger feed. And so um, I just soaked that up. And so did my mom and dad and my older brothers. We just, it was like, uh, we hadn't heard this ever before in our lives, and wow. it just opened us up to a new, all sorts of new possibilities. Wow. That's, well, that's how I felt even at 23, because when the things you were saying and the things I was reading and how church service was at Unity, I was it just 
It didn't set off any alarms, number one. That was the first thing because there was nothing there for me to go, aha, there it is. Right. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> right. 100%. Because I was, yeah. uh, all my defenses were up and I was very skeptical at the time. So the first miracle was it didn't set off any alarms. There was nothing right. for me to fight. I could right. come and go. They weren't saying do this or else. They weren't saying don't do that or else. Right. There was nothing, nothing but a message that my mind then was able to go, this makes total sense. Right. It was almost like I was seeing, hearing, and reading what I already knew but didn't know I knew it yet. Right. It wasn't like profound. It was like, oh, my God, this is what – like now I understand. Right. This is what like the Bible means. Like. It was like because it didn't make any sense before because it was it was always delivered to me. I hear that prior to that. I, I mean, for lack of a better term, in a mean spirited way, like this or that, you're doomed. You know, it was just not pleasant. I mean, the best thing you could hope for is you 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 struggle through life. This is the message I heard. You, if you're lucky, you'll just hang in there. You'll stick it out, and then at the end, if you're lucky. Then maybe then you'll have, you know, you'll be in paradise. But the great news is this is saying, wait a minute, we're in eternity now. And you can be in paradise. You can have it all now if you just choose to accept what we're saying and what the Bible says is true. That God is love. That's my best definition of God. God is love. And wherever love is, there is God. And I was like. I could bring love places. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, it was a game changer. The universe has your back, Daryl. It always has. And as soon as you get your stinking thinking out of the way, uh, then uh, and start on that no complaint diet, that thanking, thanks living diet, then uh, yes. the universe just pours it out for you. Yes. Thanks living. That's great. My. So my path here, uh, I was raised Catholic, and my parents, I get, my family's very sincerely interested in the faith, as they call it, the faith. <laughs> you know, like capital letters and TM at the end, the like, faith, like a noun. It's the faith. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's like you know, like if your favorite team is the Steelers, they're, yes, they're, yes, they're the team. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So. But what happened for me is I prayed every day. I went through. I was what's it called? Confirmed. I went, and my mind started opening up when I would pray. Like I remember, I was praying in church, where they say God is the light for the world to come, and like I got my mind opened up because I've been doing this like for so long. And I was like eighteen or seventeen, and my mind goes felt so good that God is the light for the world to come and then when I was younger I heard Jesus was like in this world but he's transforming all of it with good and love so what happened for me was the good part started bumping up with uh, these other things that were placed around yeah. it and it literally drove me to the point where I was uh, attempted to to check myself into a mental hospital <laughs> thankfully um, you know I heard someone say oh you're just a panic you know like I thought I was a lot worse than a panic because I had all this fear mixed in with this powerful faith and it was just bubbling and like they were the two were fighting like that Emmett Fa I mean that Reb reading 
And so when I finally found stuff that just was like, no, the stuff that felt good, that was the only part that was real. <laughs> yes. You know, and making my way back to that. That's why I think I was so enticed by what your story, just thinking, because I think about like, wow, what a great thing to be a kid and not be like I was trying to figure out what's hell going to be like. <laughs> I, I literally spent time thinking that. I was like, well, I'm screwed, uh, you know, like at five years old, you know. So uh, I, I was like, wow, what a joy to be a kid and like because I had to feel the way I feel now. Yes. So that's the, kind of what piqued my interest when you said that, David. Hey, David, would you mind reading the, the daily word we sent you now? Because this has got a lot I, of what we just happen to be talking about. Sure would. I'm, I'm reading the daily word from August the 4th, 1927. Wow, they had principles back I was then. Born. Yeah, yeah, right? The truth was but true then. The Fox was rocking and rolling in 1927, so um, wow. this is good. Anyway, here's the message for today. Uh, the uh, lesson is I was not created sad or depressed. God made me in the image and likeness of his eternal joy. That's good news. <sighs> now, some Christians think it is part of their Christian duty to refrain from joy. Mm. Their idea of holiness seems to be one in which pleasures have no part. Mm. They seem to be unable to distinguish between joy and worldliness. Mm. The long-faced person does not make a success of life. Mm. He does not symbolize health, joy, and success to us. We are more inclined to think of him as one who has not found God, one who has not discovered the Christ within. If one is joyful and is always seeking joy, he finds it on every hand, everywhere. The joyful person discovers joy wherever he is. Wow. He, he is often spoken of as being a joyful producer. He brings joy into evidence. Mm. Joy gives a sparkle to our mentality. The joyful person is always alive and alert. He's always able to see the fun in any humorous situation, just like Carol and Ed do. Mm. We think of him as a person worth knowing. He seems to spread his contagion of joy and to make us joyful too. How the world needs the doctrine of joy. Should we not do our part in helping others to lose sight of sorrow and depression? If we are joyful enough, others will take on some of our joy. And the Bible quote is from the book of Ezra. Good old Ez says, Jehovah had made them joyful. Ah, wow. So endeth the reading. That is pure medicine. <laughs> you know, what really stuck out to me was, because we talk about this with what we call my mama B voice. God bless my mom. But the, like the voice in my head. It's when, when, I, uh, when it talks about Christians uh, refraining from joy. and like, So if we refrain from joy, our joy has to go somewhere. So it becomes like almost like this joy in the morbidity of things. The joy in how bad it is. The play. And... 
that voice does not want me to ruin the play by saying, nice. here's the solution. It's joyful. It's easy. Not now. I'm in the middle of my finest routine of how yeah. bad it is. You know, like yes. they, don't want, they want to stay in, you know, like that yeah. part wants to stay in the routine because that has replaced the joy of living. Because if joy is not an option, our imagination has to go somewhere yes. and try to find something. Yeah, it's laughing at people and making fun of them that uh, is well, the only thing that's left for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I am so grateful that that is so painful to my psyche yeah, that I cannot same. stay in it. I I feel so ill. Like I, I'm not saying I'm immune from doing it. Of course, you know, like we all can be getting wrapped up in. Ooh, look how virtuous I, I am because I'm suffering through this. Right, and then I get mad when people. Well, wait, all you got to do is do. Wow, oh, you don't get it. You know oh, I, mean? I hear you. But but. It's insanity, number one. Number two, and well, the mo- I should put this as number one. Number one is it feels horrible. Yeah. And once you realize it feels horrible because what I'm thinking is not true. That's why it feels bad. Yes. And it's my, it's my, my psyche, that psychic pain is telling me, change your thought, Daryl. Right. You're thinking in the wrong direction. But it's crazy. It's almost like there's a, Bert's, a Bart Simpson episode yeah. where his sister wanted to prove whether a rat or Bart was smarter. Uh, and the rat, you know, she wanted to prove the mouse was smarter than her brother Bart. So in this, she makes a maze mm. for the rat. Mm-hmm. And in the center of it is a piece of cheese and it's touched to like a battery. Yeah. So, it has a, so the rat goes in touches it and goes back to the beginning and doesn't bother with looking for the cheese anymore. On top of Bart's hutch in his bedroom, she puts a cupcake plugged into the wall. Uh So this is Bart. The whole episode, it would go to different scenes in the show. And ow, and ow, and ow, and ow. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do when we're thinking these thoughts that feel bad. And the the key is yeah, maybe right. maybe you could think of Bart Simpson doing that, or ask yourself like I have to do, Daryl. Is this what you really want? Is this what you really want? These thoughts you know, and this imagining, yes. because then you go, no, that is not what I really right. it's, because I'm branding it. Either right. way, we're branding it, and I'm just grateful that we have the ability now to go on YouTube or to listen to a podcast or to play yes. a, a book on, you know, an audio book because we can, I could revisit a talk from David McClure. I could listen to something from Emmett Fox while I'm driving. I could put on a podcast. Yeah, we have so many options. So many options to help reinforce these ideas so that my life becomes more and more one of feasting on praise yeah. and nibbling less yeah. treating myself less to yeah. complaining I know I used to think it was extreme to live that way where all I listen to is uplifting stuff but that's me now it's not yeah. I think it's almost extreme to live another way because why would I want to keep keep uh, grabbing that cupcake that electrocutes me but the problem <laughs> is cupcake. when we don't know here's <laughs> this is why I related to the school district is when there's no when people forget that there's another option for people start bragging about oh you hear about Cla- uh, Claude he can grab a hold of that cupcake and he never lets go oh, you know, know like they make it virtuous it becomes it's virtuous to be able he got so close to taking a bite like you know like he, uh, so it becomes this twisted game of how much pain can you endure rather than because if the truth yeah. isn't introduced into the environment that's why I'm sincerely looking at other options with regards to my work because 
I mean, I bring that light into that environment, but it's not written into what they're teaching there as much as I would like it to be. Are they banning books in your school district, Ed? I had, you know, they definitely have. They that was big about a year or yeah, in the last couple of years, I saw a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, especially the joyful ones, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I gotta say this. Um, uh, the other day, I, I came in because my whole thing is how do I stay alive spiritually from the time like morning is the time where my inner mama be whacked up my my inner like that voice so i'm really doing a lot like going all in on thanks in advance all in on okay i'm not going to be fooled today by that fear down and worry i'm going to bless it whatever i got to do and the other day i felt so bad and so i was i know my friend does meditation in the morning they call it mindfulness this She's is another teacher another teacher is a fifth grade teacher and i'm in a learning center so i'm pulling groups and i have a little time in the morning to do other things before they arrive, my groups arrive so i went up to her class first thing God used me because one of my students had been, her house had been burglarized the day before. And this teacher's so loving. This, this student went to her teacher and told her. So her teacher let her choose two friends to go outside and work through how she was feeling and honor, acknowledge that. So, so the teacher said, why don't you sit with them at first? Cause since you're one of her teachers and I just said, I feel so terrible. How am I going to let God come through? But I just said, God's already here. I'm just going to let this be yeah. an opportunity. So I listened and I, and I pointed out how, by catching this guy, they were going to bless their community. And I affirm, I'm waiting to hear good, the good news. And yes. there was a lot of good news. And then we meditated. To, and then I, we went inside and we meditated together. And we did a visualization that she led us in and about going to your happy place. This is so good. So she is bringing this light on her own into this school. So I meditated and I imagined sitting right here doing the show. Part yes. of my mind went into the ocean at one point. But – Afterwards, everyone shared, and this was funny because Daryl and I call it the duck factory, meaning like the story of the ugly duckling where we're swans. But then we feel inadequate and we don't the realize. Ducks are going, what are you doing being so yeah. big? You're a terrible duck or being so joyous. Ducks don't, you know, like, so it's kind of like the ugly duckling story. Yes. So we just call it the duck factory. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with ducks. Ducks are ducks. And they're loving too, and they're they're doing their thing. But we feel like, well, we're swans. We're not bad ducks. When we f- discover these principles, we're, we're, yeah, right. We're not we're not bad ducks, but we're being bad swans by not just being ourselves. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm sitting there by trying s- to be a duck. Ever since we started talking about this, I swear ducks keep coming up all over the place at school. So this girl shared her meditation, and it was, I was at a park. She said, and there is a lake and a lake and a fountain and i was watching the ducks and i was feeding the ducks and this is the crazy part because i had set that intention to go up there to get in touch and i had held the space sort of ministered to the girls out front i heard through her story that you know jesus said feed my sheep yes i i heard feed my ducks ed that's why (laughs) you're here yes to feed the ducks feed the ducks what you have Feed the ducks, and Don't you. worry about it. You're here for a purpose. And it just reset, reset my whole perspective of why I'm there again. You're only here to feed the ducks. If you will feed the ducks, I'll take care of everything yes. else. And it's been amazing how, how true that has been for me. Well, and I want to say, folks, feeding the ducks doesn't mean actually like getting in there and meddling. Mm. It, it, it means within our minds with prayer, too. Like I was feeding yes. the duck of my concern and the duck that that guy represented by choosing to praise 
bringing thanks that's in advance. Right. That's feeding ducks. Yeah, it's the it's, it's not necessarily well, like getting Jesus, in there. That's yeah. what Jesus said all the time. Yeah. It's like it's the spirit we feed them spiritually. Yes, the kind of food that they're really hungry for, the kind of drink that they're really thirsty for. They're they have all their other needs met, but this thing that yes. we bring, that David brings, that you bring, it's very the ducks need it. You know, they may not know they need it, but they respond. My friends, I, dude, it's, been ama- it's been an amazing week of amazing miracles by just going in there. No, my job is to feed the ducks, and uh, <laughs> it's been amazing. Well, you probably have heard Alan Cohen's story about Pete the duck. He walks by a, a, a place every day and goes quack, and, and everybody, uh, some people say, well, the duck has complained. Pete's c- complaining again, uh-huh. and somebody else says, no, he's really praising God and giving thanks for another day to be alive and fully. So we we misinterpret what the duck is saying to us too. Yeah, based on what our yeah what our uh, what lens we're looking at things through. Exactly. Yeah, and that's one of the things that's been saving my soul in the morning because it hurts. I wake up sometimes and I feel so constricted, but I just meditate on. Owning it and just saying, I'm never going to see the good through this vantage point. So don't even worry. Don't fight it. Don't try. Just let my spirit. Yes. Like Daryl said, this new, we're going to have a show called this soon. But rise, like Eric Butterworth said, to the yes. highest perspective and shine. Yes. Just rise in consciousness and you shine. Automatically yes. You shine. automatically. And it's dude, miracles. I had a, a guy come in, Jack, to work with one of my students. Yesterday, he was supposed to be observing the aid. The aid wasn't even there. So it was just a miracle that the guy even showed up. Otherwise, there would have been no one there to help the student. But this guy, Jack, he uh, is an older black fellow. He has – and this student's a younger black kid. And there's a reason I say that because this guy, Jack, relates to this student so perfectly. Not only that – but Jack came to me and goes, we got a lot of work to do. And I go, I'm so glad you're saying that. I agree. We, I've, I've been waiting for someone like you. But he said, this is the miracle. He says, I had a student just like this before. I go, really? Because, you know, like I'm, a, I'm in that zone of spirituality. And, I can hear. and he says, yeah, he was in fifth grade and you're never going to believe this. So basically, what's it? I can't really say this guy. So say my student's name was Robert, but it's a lot more obscure of a name than yeah, Robert. Very obscure but he goes, name. He goes, my this student I'm thinking of, his name was Bert. Yeah. And he was he said it was exactly the same, but it was a very obscure name. The the coincidence that Jack had worked difference. with in the same age, yes. one letter different name. And then afterwards I, I told you about that. And then when I saw him at the end of the day, I said, Man, Jack, I'm so glad you're here. I said, I already told I said my friend and I were faith based people and I was like, I knew God entered the room when you said that about that name and he goes, I'm a faith based man also. I pray every time I get out of the car. And then he just looked me eye, shook my hand, said, We're gonna get some great work done this year. And it was again like that spirit. We're feeding the yeah. ducks. We're feeding the ducks. We're bringing the joy. And then the ducks don't. We, we don't, I don't. Then I don't even judge the ducks. I just go, ha ha! I love these ducks. Look how funny they run around cute quacking. little quackers. Yeah. And then I find the other swans and I tell them, don't worry if the ducks quack at you. They're just, you know, they're just joking. You're an amazing <laughs> yeah. swan. And then I, you know, we encourage each other and everything just works out wonderfully. So, um, David, would you do you have anything else you want to share before we wrap up the show? We really appreciate your time. My appreciation uh, to you guys for being on here. Um, speaking tomorrow at the North Unity Church uh, 
here in Spokane, and my topic is Game On, mm. and it's about uh, playing a different game uh, uh, for life. Um, and, and it's based again on uh, Pam Grout's book, Thank and Grow Rich, in which she, you know, all of the book is basically party games that she has you play so you can know that the universe has your back. Wow. So, Thank and Grow Rich, the book by Pat Grout, did you say? Pam Grout. Pam Grout, yes, that's the book. Uh, here's, a, here's a copy of it. Oh, there oh, it is. If you're on, on go YouTube. to the YouTube channel, you can see the book. That looks beautiful. Thank and Grow Rich. Yeah. So game on. Game on. <laughs> hey, do you know Nancy or Kathy Norman, by the way? I know Nancy Norman. Yeah, her daughter's Kathy yes. Norman. And uh, she's an, they're both wonderful unity ministers. Nancy was on the show just a few weeks ago. Yeah. So was Kathy. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, Nancy um, uh, followed me in San Francisco when I had the ministry there. She, um, she came in after I left. Oh, 1970, wow. 1975. I love wow. these connections. San Francisco. Wonderful. David, I got you just reminded me of something from mm -hmm. the book that you turned me on to many years ago, A Course in Miracles. And it's this statement um, that kind of goes along with our show. Yes. Praising, eating, you know, feasting on praise and fasting from complaining. Today, I let miracles replace grievances. Dude. What you just said, okay, so David, the reason I mentioned Kathy Norman, she has a book called um, Sermon on the Molehill. She's in a great... Now, we, that's, we didn't this plan is, this. We didn't, didn't plan this. This is Nancy's daughter, and she's a great minister. She's a great friend of ours. She was on this show. And I'm thinking, should I really... The show's going along. Should I really read this? But what you just said... This is it's crazy. From a title, the chapter's called Fast and Feast. And I just opened <laughs> to this in her book. I just, just now, the second. Yeah, so... And it says, here is a meditation passed down through the generations of unity ministers that can help you fast and feast as you journey toward your Christ consciousness. So I've, David's probably heard this, but this is perfect to end the show, although we do have a story for you, David, so don't hang up and a song. But it says, fast from judging others, feast on Christ dwelling in them. Fast from emphasis on difference, feast on the unity of all life. That's why it's important to find out if you're a swan then you can really appreciate the differences instead of feeling yes. judged and judging others. Just find out who you are. Then, So fast from apparent darkness and feast on the reality of all light. Fast from thoughts of illness and feast on the healing power of God. Fast from words that pollute and feast on phrases that uplift. Fast from discontent. Feast on gratitude. Fast from anger and feast on patience. Fast from pessimism and feast on optimism. Fast from worry. Feast on God's fortune. Fast from complaining, feast on appreciation. Fast from negatives and feast on affirmatives. Fast from unrelenting pressures and feast on unceasing power and prayer. Fast from hostility, feast on non-resistance. Fast from self-concern, feast on compassion for others. Fast from discouragement, feast on hope. Fast from facts that depress and feast on ideas that enhance. Fast from lethargy and feast on enthusiasm. Fast from suspicion and feast on truth. Fast from idle gossip and feast on purposeful silence. Fast from problems that overwhelm and feast on prayer that sustains. Amen. Ah. Great Thanksgiving uh, prayer, uh, Ed. That would be fantastic with Thanksgiving coming up. That's true. Great. Thank you.
So well, we got a story about you, David. I know. Not everyone knows this, David. You might not even remember this. This but. was oh yes, oh this is a good one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so not a lot of people know this, but when David McClure was a very young man, he won a good sum of money in the state lottery. At the time, he was living with a girlfriend, but it was clear that relationship was not going very well. Anyway, as you could probably imagine, he was jumping for joy and thanking God loudly when his girlfriend came running in to ask him. What he was going on about. David yelled with glee. I just won the lottery. Pack your bags. His girlfriend got really excited. Where are we going, David? David, still ecstatic, replied, What do you mean, we? (laughs) 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 Wait, look who's in the studio. That's good. You may hear it in a sermon uh, in the very near future. Oh, fantastic, David. So we got Thank Ozzy you. Osbourne here. Okay, so I'm very good at trans. I've been working with people that um, you know don't always speak clearly. Yeah. Oh, you're happy to be here. You love the show. You practice thanks in advance, also. Wow, and you're telling me the lyrics to this song were originally about praise. Oh wow, Ozzy man, thanks for uh, coming to join us to sing us out. We've listened to preachers. We've listened to fools. We've loved all the dropouts who make their own rules. And we're We're not not conditioned conditioned to rule and control. We give thanks and praises, then God's plan unfolds. Mental wounds all healing, driving me quite sane. We're going off the rails on a crazy train. We're going off the rails on a crazy train. Visit DarrellOnEd.com. David McClure, we love you. To find easy links to everything we do. Good to see you. See you again soon. And as always, Jeff Gumper. Thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Darrell. We're going off the rails on the crazy train. We're going off the rails on the crazy train. Two more. Here we go. Okay. We're going off the rails on the crazy train. We're going off the rails of a crazy train. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.